Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, you want more? More. Oh, uh, this good? Oh, wow, that was extreme. Edging with Tucker and Mora. Hardest job in the world? Trying to caption the lyrics from a Radiohead song. <laughs> like, if you didn't have them in front of you, how could you possibly understand half of what Tom York sings? I'm a fish out of water, he just said. Yeah. You just gotta not try so hard. Okay, that I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, follow the gyne of the ecstasy. I don't know. Like, I, heard, I heard vagina. I don't know. <laughs> did you? I heard gyne. I feel open. No, I fell open. <laughs> and I said I laid under. At the tip out. That was just your number. Yeah, it's tough. What a great song. It's not a bad song. It's funny that this is one that jumps out to you. Oh, my God. I actually love this whole album. What is it, King of Limbs or yeah. something? Yeah. Oh my god, I listen to this all the time. It's just a vibe. The mood. Yeah, Radiohead's good at mood. Mm-hmm. One of our um, listeners of our radio show is like the biggest Radiohead fan that I've ever met. He's got tattoos of uh, just about every album they put out. Really? What's um, his favorite album? I'd be so curious because they're all so different. Never asked him that, but uh, he did get to show a lot of his artwork to Tom York. Really? Like Tom York was probably like, oh, cool. Yeah, he's uh, probably like, oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, Yikes. I mean, I'm sure it's a real compliment when somebody... Has stuff tattooed cool. on their body? They're called tattoos because some of the artwork from Radiohead albums is pretty cool. Yes. But yeah, he's the biggest fan I know. Like his whole body's done in tattoos, and I'd say I think almost all of it's dedicated to Radiohead. It's not like it's just one part of. Yeah. Ah, welcome to another podcast. Another podcast. (laughs) I'm surprised, actually, being on the edge now that we don't play more Radiohead, like songs from In Rainbows and this album, and. I know we go back with radio. We go to Creep. Yeah, the Ben's album. Yeah, yeah. Karma Police. Karma Police is a different album, but a lot of it's early, early days. Early days stuff. Uh, yeah. I think uh, you know, it's like uh, I like Coldplay's old stuff, but it seems like the only stuff that gets played on the radio these days is all the newer stuff. Mm -hmm. 
La Vida Loca, blah blah blah. La Vida I like I like I like. Uh, Wait, what is it? Ricky Martin, bro. What's the it's La Vida song? Uh, it's just La Vida. It's Viva Viva La Vida. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Whatever. It's <laughs> That's all the a same. Ricky Martin song. I like Scientist. I like Amsterdam. I like right, uh, so many you know early songs, but that's fine. It's hard. I'm happy not to hear it on the radio because then when I hear it when I play it, I enjoy it more. I hear you that way. Mm-hmm. Although uh, the station we work on, which is called. 102.1 The Edge. They do play The Scientist, I think, every now and then. Mm. I have heard it. I heard Yellow, too. Yeah, they have a radio single, though. Yeah, it's fine. Mm. And to me, Yellow <laughs> is like uh, them playing Creep. Yeah. Oh, my God. Creep is so good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I like hearing Creep. Yeah. I love it. Kind of over it. Really? Yeah. High and Dry is still my favorite. It'll yeah. always be my favorite. And I love it even more that high. there's a backstory for you crying at a bar over it. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah, that song will never die. Yeah, there's some songs that will just be classic forever. <laughs> but every time Bunnis hears that song now, he thinks of how I was like heartbroken in a bar listening to High and Dry and had to like remove myself because it was just too- It uh, was too emotional. It's too heavy. The song took you to the yeah. from like probably a 50 to 100, right? Yeah. You, you were- you just just got dumped right there, right? Like, and then that song started playing. I wasn't dumped. We had broken up, and then I uh, was wondering if there was going to be a second chance because yeah. I had relocated, and our dumping was our breakup was more about logistics. Mm-hmm. I thought we Aww. were close enough to put it back together, and she had moved on. You know, like most people. Ah, oh, yes. It seems to be like a woman thing, and once they just shut you off that way, that's yes. kind of it. It's, it's done. Over. Yeah, we're done. So I guess I thought I was going to pitch, you know, a new idea, and no, uh, <laughs> it wasn't going the way Did I you thought. Bring the power. Point presenta- presentation. I, did. I created a whole deck. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like if I have a favorite Radiohead song, I don't really have a favorite. Oh come on! I mean, I would say the one that I listened to the most I, uh, in the last like handful of years mm-hmm. is this one right here. Yeah, it's amazing. This song. God, is this no? This song isn't that old, is it? Holy crap! 2007? In, in Rainbows. Rainbows yeah. 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 I can't believe it's this that album. Old. Track number three. I mean, I saw the show for this tour. Oh, my God. I can't believe that's... How many years ago is that? Uh, Ten, 16, 16 years? Jesus. 16 years? Feels like yesterday. Matt... obsessed with this video my husband have you seen i've never seen the video to this it's just a bunch of people's faces and then slowly as the song gets more intense they start crying wow (laughs) all these different people i like the glockenspiel in this Mm. See for me on this album, it's uh, it's House of Cards. Was that track five? That's the one I always go skip, skip. Track eight. Track eight. Oh my god. Oh yeah. I can't believe you would skip over the song that comes before this though. No matter how it ends, no matter how it starts, I just want to be your lover. Yes. He could kind of say anything and it wouldn't matter as long as he sings it in that Tom York Radiohead way. (laughs) 
This was such a great album, which is rare for a band that's been around that long to put out these great albums that still, like, engage you, because that's certainly not the case with Coldplay. Yes. I'm trying to think if I even went through the latest Coldplay album, like, track by track. I usually try to, just to see if they did the Scientist Part 2, and Mm. uh, it never seems to be the way. This is the song. Come on. Right here? This is right before that song. Yeah, I would usually skip this one. Uh, <laughs> it's great, say, though. It's great. I'm going to say I like this as much as all I need, maybe. Really? Yeah. I Sounds mean, like there's some tambourine in this, maybe? What is that? That's a I ride. Have? And that's a tambourine on the left. Ear. Yeah. yeah. A little tambourine, then somebody's like... Are they still making music? Yeah. I think, he, I think he did some solo stuff too, but uh, yeah, there's still a thing. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, a little Radiohead rabbit little hole. little Radiohead yeah. rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, on the show, uh, our radio show, we were talking about um, an interesting stat, which I am still, I don't know, I still don't know if I believe it. And it was asking a whole bunch of people that cheated on their significant other if you feel guilty about it. And a strong majority of people said, nah. Not really. Yeah. No regrets. No, no regrets. regrets. But the people they spoke to uh, turned to Ashley Madison, which is a website for people who are married who want to cheat. So to me, that's like next level cheater. Like they're 100% committed. They're committed to cheating. You know what I mean? But they say that these people that they spoke to, they asked them, you know, are you happy in your marriage? And they said, yeah, like I love my spouse. But they were just going to Ashley Madison for the sex. That's why they wanted it. They There was some sort of hole in the marriage as far as sex is concerned. They were, they were missing something. Well, it's monogamy is a challenge, right? Yeah, totally. Even with the person you love the most. Sometimes you just want to like mm-hmm. try something else with somebody else. Yeah, that's when a lot of people cheat, right? When but I get the why you cheat. Mm-hmm. Just the lack of guilt. Like, oh my God, unless, unless you had an arrangement, like I would have to say to Deb, if she say somehow like shut me down that way indefinitely, I'd have to be like, look, I, I don't know if we're going to break up, but I'm definitely going to be looking for something elsewhere. Just so you know, if you have like a, like some situation where you've basically announced your intention to cheat or you've been granted permission to cheat Mm -hmm. because they're not interested in sex anymore. And it happens. Some people just lose interest. They become asexual, right? Yeah. We got a text from a guy who said his wife went through a phase um, like 15 years ago where she just didn't want to have any sex. And that's when he started cheating on her. They're still together and they've went through, you know, they, they dealt with what the issue was. They always looked at why and they weren't having any sex in that moment. And that's why he strayed, you know? Mm. That's probably the justification right there why people don't feel guilty, right? Because it's like when you get married you're kind of agreeing to a contract with each other that like each person will fulfill X kind of roles within this relationship. Yeah, people for- get sick. Sure. People have babies and all of a sudden your breasts. I remember realizing that my breasts had a real, the real purpose was something else. But now I've come to appreciate God, eh? the other purpose, you know, sure. yeah. like you just realize <laughs> your body is being used for something else. You uh, know, I, I get that. I'm just saying, <laughs> is that weird? <laughs> That's like uh, my higher perp. My breast's higher purpose was feeding my daughter. Yeah, you know uh, what I mean. But it's also so they almost became asexual. 
in that moment. To in that, you? In to that, you? During that yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, they were lovely. They I were... felt that way about my penis after I had uh, <laughs> impregnated Deb. I was yeah. like, well, I think it's... now that I realize it's true purpose, it's done now because I'm done having kids. No, don't need it. Let's just don't get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is why they're there. They're, yeah, but, they're there to nurture a child. Yeah, but a penis is there to make a baby and to keep humanity going. But if you look at it that way, then that's a really... Yeah. There's much more fun to be had with it doing like everything else yeah, like other you, than its intended purpose. You can have an orgasm, right? And mm-hmm. like the whole purpose of that is for you to have pleasure, right? You don't need to have an orgasm in order to have a baby. Like you could just do the act and you could remove the biological feeling or the, the chemistry feeling of the orgasm if it was just all functional. Mm-hmm. There is pleasure involved in that. But that's yeah, what- and actually, you know, after I kind of got out of that phase and what a whirlwind that is to go through that with your body, by the way. But after like years later, I realized, oh, I, right. There is a secondary role these breasts play and I do get pleasure from them. You know, it is Um, a pleasure spot for me. So what you're saying is there was a point in time where you weren't feeling overly sexual. Um, yeah, but I, you know, you're exhausted. I don't think I was like, don't touch me or, but I, I felt like there was a different purpose for my body at the time or like my sex organs, if you'll call it that. And I I get that. And I think to a certain degree, you should be allowed a little bit of, uh, you know, leeway in terms of time. But I I think most people that are, are in this study that are saying like, I, I don't feel guilty for cheating are probably going through long spells huge of, dry spells yes. i got a and, buddy who didn't have sex for like six years with his uh partner they were married but they were together living together and they were roommates by the end mm-hmm. and then even if she didn't want to have sex at all no interest wow every now and then she'd offer up like a hand job or something <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and and then let's just say like she did it with you know as though it was a job while and, reading a book you know yeah, and he's like <laughs> the guy's like forget it don't even bother yeah. like i'd rather just you know watch porn or something and then oh. eventually he left her yeah but i don't think he cheated on her which is interesting because that would have been a way potentially for that, you know, for that relationship to continue. Did they maybe. have kids? No, no kids. Oh, um, but I mean, tough situation to be in with someone that you love and that you care for. But like that whole side of your relationship's dead. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if he did cheat, I'm sure he. I don't know if he would have felt guilt. I mean, I wouldn't if I were him mm-hmm. in that situation. But also, I wouldn't put myself in that situation without my wife knowing that uh, you know that I need to have that part of my life You bring active. it up, yeah. Be like, if you don't want to do it. And there's lots of reasons why. It could be like physiological. It could be mental. It could be you're on drugs for some reason. It just sucks the libido out of you. Sure. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's, you know, you got like five kids that are making you insane and you yeah. just never feel like. I'll tell you, when I was pregnant, I was so horny. Which is interesting as they talk about like this, the purpose of like the sex organs having a new meaning. Was Deb that way when she was pregnant? I mean, uh, around me, it's hard not to be all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. it's not specifically one time. I wanted it all the time. Isn't that crazy? Um, no, because I mean, like, it's just the way your hormones are, which are going a million miles an hour, right? Yeah, I guess so. Not like we, we definitely were hooking up when Deb was pregnant. And then certainly they recommend that at the end when you want to try and uh, induce pregnancy. It's a good move, yeah. Or uh, sorry, induce delivery. Yes, <laughs> <You're>, yeah. Are, <laughs> yeah. Well. I already induced uh, pregnancy. <laughs> yeah, to get things moving along. Yeah, yeah, it like can it, be good for the female to have an orgasm because that contraction of the muscles like gets things fired up. Because it was crazy when we we went in for induction. 
uh, for our first kid. They wanted to induce Deb. How late was she? She was like a little bit late, but the baby was getting bigger. And, you know, they were just like, you know, let's get this thing going. Mm. And we um, we went in and they put the, I think it's called Cervidil, some sort of drug. Yeah, they inside. Put it, they put it on to try and stimulate the, um, what do you call it? The, uh, the cervix. <laughs> To, to dilate. Cervidalia. <laughs> to, di- to dilate. They're yes. trying to, in, to get it going. Yeah. And then we went back after the allotted time they gave us. I can't remember if it was 12, 12 or 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And we're like, all right, we're going in to have a baby. And we went in and they do the exam. Man, that exam's insane, eh? Like they go right in there to feel how dilated you are. Mm-hmm. I don't, I didn't have it. No. No. Okay. Well, anyway, because <laughs> the midwife came on and the baby's head was there, so it was. Oh my god. Okay. We, so, yeah. I was done. Yeah, I was yeah. done. Yeah. Oof. Um. <laughs> anyway, and then they're like, "Get out of here, you guys! Nothing's happening today. Nothing's <laughs> happening." In the morning, they're like, "Nothing's oh. happening. You're not even close to being dilated. We're not gonna, we're not gonna do it." Yeah. And then we went, you know, home, and then we went for a walk that day, and then I was making dinner, and her water broke, and then they like it just. Guess yeah. things started to happen naturally That's crazy. at the same time. If you could imagine the feeling of a balloon popping inside of you, a water balloon, that's literally what it feels like. Well, the thing was is that you don't realize is that it comes in waves too. Like you, you, your water breaks, so you kind of like essentially pee your pants. It's not pee; it's just the amniotic oh, fluid yeah. leaks out, and then you think you're kind of done, and you change, and then you move a different way, and then more comes out. Oh. And then, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, because I remember when I dropped Deb off at the doors, I was going to go park the car. Mm-hmm. Like, she was standing there, and then a whole bunch more water came out, and then she basically looked like, you know, oh, she had peed God. her pants or her oh, skirt. Please. It didn't matter. We were going in to have a baby, but I think she was just sort of like, oh, God. Yeah. It just won't stop coming out. Yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah. I remember the midwife coming in when I was, uh, you know, in labor, and she put her hand on my head and I remember being like, oh, like it was so sweet in that moment, like so caring. And then she said something like, in like a little bit of a baby boy voice, like, did you poo? Did you poo yourself? <laughs> and I remember being like, pardon? <laughs> <laughs> Which by the way, I hadn't, but if I had, I, I was in the shower, right? So yeah, I think yeah. she is, so part of the reason I went in the shower and laid down was because I thought if anything happens, because there's so much pressure, um, you feel like every time you're having a contraction, you're going to pee a little bit. Okay. So I just thought, I'm going to lay down in the shower so anything that comes out could come out and I'll just stay here. It's perfect. And so she was like, did you poop? Did you go poop? <laughs> I remember being like, <laughs> fuck off. And I loved her, but she had the, that was the wrong vibe. The wrong you know, vibe. It's funny because uh, I know like you wanted to do it. Um, well, originally it wasn't going to be in your home. You were going to do it in a place, right? I was like, prepared for three scenarios. What was, was what, what was the other outside of your house location? The birth center. Oh, birth center. So the okay. Toronto birth center um, does not, ha- there's no drugs there. There's like a one of those machines you had for your back, Bundes, like a TENS machine or oh, something. Oh, yeah, okay. And then there's also like some laughing gas that you can take. Mm-hmm. Um, or th- then they also have an ambulance that can take you to the hospital if things aren't progressing. Things but, go sideways. Yeah. Uh, there's only three rooms there, though. Yeah. So if you don't get a room there, then you could also go to the hospital. I was registered at the hospital, too, but I was kind of told beforehand because I went and sat down with the anesthesiologist that the likelihood of an epidural working on my back with the scoliosis was very low. Oh, okay. 
So mm-hmm. yeah, because they got to get it in just right, and then they have to change the. I remember when Deb first got her epidural, it was working on one side of her body, exactly. and they got to like move it around a bit. It was it was a tense moment, like seeing that whole process. Yeah, I don't need to. I, that yeah. really freaked me out. And him saying he's like, I I don't think it would work. He said I'd try it three times, and then I'd give you the fentanyl pump. And then we need somebody standing there with a respirator for the delivery. And I'm like, fuck. Anyway, all that to say is that like, you know, we went to the hospital for our delivery and not once did the nurse say, oh, did you have a little booby? Funny that, you know, you'd think that if anywhere they'd be saying that would maybe be at the hospital and that at home they'd be less concerned about it because it's all so natural and stuff. But meanwhile, she'd bring I it up. I had not pooed, by the yeah. way. It was just like. You sure though? Sure. Are you sure? Yeah. No, she's like, actually sure? the cleanup was insanely not like just like the fact that you're in the shower i thought this is perfect for cleanup but because they clean it up but there was nothing there there, hmm. She said there was like nothing, just like I can't imagine. I I, was, I saw a picture of Maura in the shower. It was insane. It's it's not like a massive fits five people shower. It's a shower for one. Maybe you could get two people. Oh, it was in a there. good size. Shower. It's a square shape. It's a square. Oh, a square. Yeah, it's, it's a, a square. square shape with like this river stone tile on yeah, the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super uncomfortable. You weren't. Were you lying on a blanket at least? I I was leaning up against the glass because I just got bl- gla- like a glass panel installed there, and I had a pillow. I told Matt, like, go grab some pillows. I didn't care. Like, we'll just, they were not nice pillows. So, Did just you threw, throw them out? Threw some pillows in there. Yeah. But that, nothing was like bad. There was no big cleanup. But the, the kit that they tell you to have prepared when you have the home birth is hilarious. It's like shower curtain because they want you to put a shower curtain down on your bed. Oh, yeah. Because otherwise, all the, yeah, your mattress gone. So. Yeah. It's like shower curtain, yeah. olive oil. Because they use the olive oil to, like, lube up your vagina. Okay. So the baby comes out. Mm. And salt, a cup of salt, because they'll throw your clothes in the wash after or any sheets, and the salt removes blood stains. Ah. Hmm. Yeah. And I still have a towel. Like, I had a white towel. Someone tossed a white, t- and that was what Harvest had, and it was it still got a little blood on it, but I am i don't get rid of it because I'm like, oh, that was like a moment. So if I come over and take a shower, <laughs> like, do I get blood <laughs> towel? That was, or is that in a special <laughs> memories like box? A special. <laughs> no, I only get, I wouldn't leave that for a guest. I get the blood towel once in a while. The towel. I, well, you guys know that story. I'm sure I've told you. What towel? About a guy I used to be friends with, and... Uh, he had a special towel he'd leave under the uh, under the counter in his bathroom. For what? For, it was like a sploo drag. Oh, oh, that's gross. And then, yeah, but what was gross was that when his friend crashed at his place oh. and my friend came back from like being out and then saw that towel draped over the railing of like mm. the shower. He, he mm. found it under <laughs> the counter and used, used it. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, oh, what? Insane. Yeah, yeah. What? True story. True story. Oh, he no. took a shower and he used the screwdriver. He used the screwdriver. He used so many That's insane. <laughs> oh, Wait, did he tell him? Did he no, t- he didn't say anything. <laughs> he didn't say anything. He was like, oh my God, that's a, that's a towel. That's yeah. disgusting. 
kidding. I know. That's I wish my story. birthing towel was also there for that guy. That yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what made me think of it. Is that like you got this towel your baby was born into, and you still have it in the lineup? You know, it's in the lineup. So, yeah. are you saying to this day your friend doesn't know that he used the spoon drink? <laughs> it's a friend of a friend. It was like a guy I worked with, and he still doesn't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, honestly, the day I heard that story, he hadn't told him because he felt too bad about oh, it. Oh man. Yeah, like if. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, man. That's disturbing, I know, man. I know, That's I disturbing. I, uh, yeah. You can see how it would happen, though, right? Especially when you're just, like, in that early stage of living on your own. Yeah. And people just, like, there's no such thing as Kleenex. You just use toilet paper for everything. Yeah, or, and somebody crashes after the bar. No, yeah, nobody nobody has, they have one towel. Yeah. And <laughs> it's, it's their towel. And if you want to use somebody else's towel and you find one under the sink, you're like, I guess I'll use that. Okay, yeah. but, like, I... <laughs> I don't get this because maybe I'm just weird, but I have never once in my life used a sploo drag. Like well, I, I he didn't, didn't know it was a sploo drag. It probably got, maybe who knows how many. Uh, was he jerking off in front of the mirror or something? Yeah, like just that's in what the I'm bathroom. Saying. He had a, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't dive too deep about like, oh, why did you keep the towel in your bathroom and not your bedroom? Because the bathroom has a door lock, and the bedroom probably didn't. And maybe uh, he was worried that. Like, wait, maybe he's sensitive to jerking, and he wanted to make sure that there was a lock. Okay, Wouldn't you I, just jerk right off into the tub then and just rinse it down yeah, after? That, into the sink. Or some toilet yeah. paper, or the sink, the yeah. t- whatever. Like, that's what I'm trying to ask you. He's like, have <laughs> you ever used a soccer or, like, a towel that you, like, yeah. kept under your bed? Hey, I, I know you're making sense to me right now. <laughs> It wasn't my towel. I don't know all the details. That's insane. When someone tells you they store their splooge rag under the counter okay. in the bathroom, I I was fine with that. I just okay. took that as... End of the world scenario. Yeah, yeah. You have to use the spooge, spooge rag. Yeah. Is it spooge? Spooge. Spooge rag. It's not spooge. After a shower, or you have to use my birth towel after a shower. I'm going birth towel. <laughs> uh, okay, hang on. So Wait, what size of towel is a splooge rag? <laughs> Is it a hand towel? You didn't ask. Right? You didn't ask. It's just like, like a, a face full... towel. <laughs> it could have been. It could have been like a hand towel size, for all we know. And, oh. that, and the guy just figured, you know, like Quick, how yeah. professional divers when yes. they finish a dive, they have that little towel, little towel. Their little body. Hand towel, yeah. yeah, they just chamois themselves off. So maybe it was small enough that it was oh. just big enough for him to chamois his you know, body off. I don't know. You know, a splooge must have been soaked into that thing, and this guy's like Dude, wiping his armpit. I don't know and how his face down with it. I don't know how freshly. I'm sure the guy cleaned it every now and then yeah so maybe it was fresher maybe there's a you know later in the month it would have been worse i don't know <laughs> again i didn't ask all so I, you I, would go birth towel as well but end of the had world they i'm asking had they been washed first well let's say they were both washed both washed one i knew was <laughs> the primary use was as a spoo track the other was what your baby was born into and there's still like stains on it and from there's that. still stains but yeah. it's been washed uh, it's they been both washed. been washed it's the end of the world these are the only two t- Oh, birth rag, definitely. I'm birth going birth rag. It's not a rag. Too. It's, it's a full rag. towel. It becomes a rag when you have a baby in it. Sorry. It becomes like a, a rag that you use when you're, you're doing work on your car and you need to lay it out, you yeah. know, over an area it's of the white. engine. It's white. Like I have a rag, like a t- an old towel that I keep on my boat in case I'm doing a project where I yes. have to take apart like a bunch of sure. stuff. And I want to, I want to just have all the parts there, yeah, and have yeah. them not, you know, roll around, roll around. It's part rag, but it's not. It wasn't a splooge rag. It was like my kid's <laughs> old beach towel that's very thin and easy, and so I use that for jobs. <laughs>
you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Okay, good to know. That's good to know. Yeah, no, 100% I'm taking baby towel over, <laughs> over the over other one. Over oh splinter my drag. <laughs> one, one, well, both are, you know, somehow... <laughs> Something to do with bringing people into the world. You're right. It's, both yeah. have a something beautiful about so, them. Both are involved in the process of making of babies. Making babies, yeah. Mm. One just, yeah. One feels yeah. more beautiful than the other, personally. Yeah, one just feels filthy. <laughs> it's funny that you are not nostalgic about almost anything in life, mm-hmm. but you kept that towel. That I find that funny, but I feel like it has more to do with cheap. you being cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I was just going to say that. Like, yeah. So that towel I'm really cheap. is in the lineup. Uh, well, the thing is, I also like the towel. Like, I don't like it. Where head. is it? Where is it? It's at the cabin. I don't is like- it in the closet? It's in the rotation. Oh, it is. So it is being used. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was asking. But I don't think anyone else knows like why it has like some stains on it. Okay, so the towel isn't in a memory <laughs> box. No. It's, with like no, the it's, first it's onesie. It's just I being like used. the towel. It's one of those thin towels. Um, so Bundes, if he stayed at your cabin, could get that towel? I would make sure he didn't get that towel. I'm one of those people who lays out towels on guest okay. beds. Okay. I'll lay out like your own but soap. But if he showed up early and you hadn't arrived yet and he's like, and you're just like, oh, <laughs> grab a towel <laughs> in the cupboard, he could grab that one. He could. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it is in the rotation. Yeah. Still better than this blue drag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Grab a towel. Oh. There's one under the sink, Bundus. <laughs> It'll be fine. Well, I got to say that um, I felt like we were talking about one thing and then we just pivoted and completely talked about something different without really finishing what we were talking about in the first place. But uh-huh. I guess a moral of the story of that first story was just that people don't feel guilty when they cheat if they're on Ashley Madison. Majority of those people. Yeah, and I think people cheat at different times of their lives and yeah. I think when you have like young children and your body's just been ravaged that's by a, a child that's a tough time to cheat on someone though man oh, that is a that's when it hurts the low. most that's low that's low Yeah. and people hearing that be like what he cheated on you right she, after you had a baby she just had a baby yeah totally she kept the birth towel and everything well sometimes that happens with the podcast gets away from us yeah how did we even get it to talking about giving birth? Oh yeah, because when you give birth, you you don't Body, feel sexual. Yeah, you don't ah, be sexy. Yeah, exactly. And all it all related, guys. All related. Well, uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. And as always, you can hear us on the radio too. Weekday mornings from just after five till ten on one hundred two point one The Edge in Toronto, and then uh, abbreviated evening edition in Vancouver on the yeah. world famous Sea Fox. 